Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host, Cody Tanner. How are you doing this fine Monday? And Happy New Year! Yes, sir. Um, it is Happy New Year. It is a celebration. Not really. Kind of is. We're going to celebrate a little bit. I don't know. Pop champagne later. Who knows, James? Um, no, but it is the new NFL year. It's the new Steelers by the Lake year. Um, if you're listening on any kind of uh, you know podcast show or whatever, uh, you'll realize that it does say SBL 2023 episode one. So we're starting the new year. Uh, new year, new us, James. Same Pittsburgh Steelers, your favorite team in the NFL, my boy. Uh, it's yeah, it's the same there, but it's so much different it's with this activity. So much different. Uh, there's a lot going on. We're gonna cover all of it. Don't worry. And then at the end, we are gonna briefly discuss uh, another mock draft that we did. We'll also post that to social media again for you guys. Uh, we wanted to do that a little bit quicker, but we wanted to do one because of all the moves that we're gonna discuss that happened since our last episode. So there's a lot going on. But James, yeah. there's something we want to talk about before that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the 11-year anniversary of one Mr. Heinz Ward retiring as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Dang. Uh, pretty awesome career that he had. Uh, been a semifinalist to the Hall of Fame for like the last four or five years in a row now, I think. Uh, so just pretty pretty cool to look back on it. A lot of people posting videos and uh, quite the memorable player and a smile nobody will forget. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to share something from Heinz to our social media account after this, potentially, if I can find a video to share or something. Uh, the man is a legend in Pittsburgh, uh, not only for his receiving ability, uh, and I shouldn't even say not only, mostly uh, for his blocking ability, for his tenacious uh, blocking skills, breaking jaws and laying people out, hashtag Mr. Ed Reed himself. Uh, and more than anything, James, I think he was mostly known for that smile that he always got up with. Uh, yep. the, and his Mickey Mouse matter. tattoo, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was known for a lot. Heinz uh, Ward was one of my favorite players growing up, for sure. It was Heinz and Troy were the top two for me. Yeah, yeah, so. I understand that. It was that was like that second wave of guys for me. You know, I I grew up in the Greg Lloyd and Rod Woodson era. Yeah, uh, but when that second generation came along and started winning Super Bowls, man, Heinz had such a huge part of of why that happened. Yeah, uh, huge reason for success in those those years, no doubt about that. Yeah, um, the future generation of the Steelers, hopefully being formed as we speak for what will be the next generations of Super Bowl champions. Um, a lot of what you talk about, you know, you look at this last year's Super Bowl and both of these teams had uh, dominant offensive line play, right? Oh, so absolutely. We knew now have the assistant general manager, Andy Weidel, uh, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles as recently as not this last season, but the season before. Uh, what's it go out and do if one of the first moves Pittsburgh makes uh, after Patrick Peterson that we caught over last episode yep. uh, is Nate Herbig, a guard originally with the Philadelphia Eagles last year with the New York Jets, uh, a two-year, $8 million deal. What you need to know about Nate Herbig is that he is shaped like a house and moves everything, including houses. That's what we love to hear. That is he, it, James. Big mauling individual, and I don't know to see his interview but the guy couldn't stop smiling and gushing he's, he's so just excited happy to, to be here just happy to be yeah. here man that's what he kept yes. saying <laughs> so excited to play for the Steelers he has a really high opinion of Andy Weidel 
menopause. So that goes a long way, I think, uh, with these guys. And it immediately upgrades the interior offensive line group. Uh, when this signing happened, I thought, man, this is a guy might be able to supplant Kevin Dotson, maybe win the starting job from him. Uh, yep. So there will be more on that position uh, later on in the episode here. Uh, but an immediate improvement as far as the depth on the interior offensive line, because now your top backup guard uh, becomes one of the two of them, either Dotson or Nate Herbig, and you're comfortable yep. with either one of them as a backup. Uh, that's a, a drastic upgrade at the backup guard position. Yeah. Uh, and if he ends up starting, great. If not, he's an awesome backup guard. Yep. Uh, I agree. Can't agree more. And I'm excited for what's happening with the offensive line position. Again, we'll get into them a little bit more later. Uh, Steelers did sign DeMonte KZ to a two year, $6 million deal. Uh, not too expensive in my opinion, right around where I would have liked to see him in the 5 million range. But again, when you think about how well he played when he came in in those three uh, safety sets, he played very well last year, in my opinion. I didn't see him making yeah. any big mistakes or missing tackles or anything like that. Um, and then they went right ahead and kept it on the defensive side of the ball, signing Larry Ogunjobi to a three-year, $28.75 million deal. Hey, you know what, uh, Larry, I think you should make that a little bit more equal and and go ahead and throw that $0.75 million our way. Well, we give you a fair 28. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting that the math works either easier with the 0.75. It probably does. It probably does. <laughs> uh, but – uh, I'm real big on this KZ signing. I wasn't sure Pittsburgh was going to be able to afford him. Honestly, no. you were hoping for a smaller number. I was convinced he was going to get a lot more money than that. I well, thought oh, somebody I was going to look at it and say, "Hey, he paid. He played half a year, had two picks, played great while he was out there." You know, it's easy to think that in a starting role, he would have gotten four or five interceptions. Oh, easily. Uh, so yeah, I'm ecstatic to have him back. And one of the underestimated things here is, you know, Pittsburgh's trying to figure out who's going to play slot corner next year, right? Yep. Uh, is it going to be Arthur Mollett again? He really wasn't that good in coverage. Great against the run. Great blitz in the quarterback. Uh, all the other corners seem to be exterior guys. None of them are really slot corner types. Yep. Casey has capability in the slot. He can play slot corner. Uh, so if he doesn't end up as the starting strong safety, which we don't have on the roster right now, by the way, uh, if he doesn't end up playing that position, then maybe we see a lot of him in nickel and in, in that, that slot corner type position. So maybe uh, I, I love the versatility. I love the skill level. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, man, I was really hoping to move on. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, if we get the Larry Ogunjobi of 2021 or even 2020, uh, then this is a fantastic signing. But what we got out of him last year, I personally was disappointed. Uh, I think he got a little bit better as the season went on, got a little more pressure on the quarterback. But I want to see more. You know, if he only gets a sack and a half this upcoming season. A waste of money. The way they, yeah. And the way they structured the contract, you're able to get out of it after the first year. Uh, there's not a whole lot of guaranteed money. You can you can terminate him before that roster bonus hits in 2024. He's got to show it just because he got this deal does not mean he's home free and he's getting paid, you know, big bucks for the next three years. He's got yep. to show that he's got more in the tank. Cause I felt like what we saw last year, nowhere near enough. Uh, but also there's not a lot of that prototype available in this upcoming draft. Class. Yeah. It's a, it's a so. safe, it's a safe signing for him and it's a safe signing for us. It's saying, Hey, I'm going to go out and prove yeah. it. You can keep me. And it's saying for us, Hey, if you don't prove it, we're getting ready yet. Um, so we like that someone who's not going to be playing in the black and gold anymore, but instead the, uh, black and silver 
Robert Spillane goes to the Las Vegas Raiders on a two million or two year nine million dollar deal. Um, good for him. Middle linebacker yeah, getting small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great for him. Honestly, I'm ecstatic for him that he got that much money. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought Pittsburgh was going to be able to bring him back for two or three million a year. Uh, so for him to nope. get four and a half a year, uh, good for him, man. You know, he worked his butt off. Uh, from being an undrafted guy all the way to getting into the starting rotation yep. with a high money free agent and a first round pick that was traded up for, he worked his way in with those two. He did. And I'm pretty sure Miles Jack was probably a first round pick too. when when he was drafted, yep. uh, but like that's the talent level of what he worked his way up to, which is just really impressive. I'll never forget the hit that he put on uh, King Henry on the Derek Henry. Yep. Put, yeah, put Derrick Henry right on his butt in a Hurt himself while doing it, but he <laughs> prevented <laughs> he the did. touchdown. <laughs> he did, though. <laughs> uh, so, cheers to Robert Spillane. Really appreciate all the efforts. Uh, was he a superstar linebacker for Pittsburgh? No, uh, but he was a lot better than anybody could have really expected for an undrafted guy. Yeah, uh, and and excellent in my book, you know, as as far as what we got out of him versus the investment. Yeah, uh, talking about investment, Pittsburgh invested their entire dang near coaching staff and upper management uh, to the Clemson Pro Day. And James, you believe that's because of a specific somebody who they happen to take out to dinner later on? Yes, yeah. There's uh, multiple highly skilled dudes coming out of Clemson this year, right? A lot of people talking about the defensive lineman Brian Brisset, uh, one of the top defensive interior dudes, right? The six foot five, two hundred ninety yep. pound guy. I don't like the arm length, and it's very inconsistent on tape as far as his effort in production. He had less than ten sacks in his entire college career. I'm not real big Yikes. on that for a first round dude. What I am big on is a middle linebacker with the athleticism and build very similar to Ryan Shazier. And that's exactly who Pittsburgh took to dinner the night before the pro day in Trenton Simpson. Um, Interesting. So a lot of people have him as the number one middle linebacker in this upcoming draft class, not pro football focus. We'll get to that later. Uh, but he's just somebody that's highly skilled, great instincts, really fast, good length, uh, strong for the size that he is. I want to say he was like 22 reps on the bench. At 6'2", 235, that's really good. Uh, so you're getting everything that you're looking for. Elite athleticism, good length, uh, and good instincts and in, in tackling capabilities. So um, that's something I think Pittsburgh will be highly interested in uh, and could definitely be an option at 17 in the first round for Pittsburgh. How many reps on the bench did you think? 22. You are wrong. 25. <laughs> he, 25. 25. He's stronger than I realized. <laughs> That's actually really impressive for a guy that size, you know? Yeah. So we'll take that. But you know what, James? I'm not sold on the middle linebacker thing. Pittsburgh still potentially might have Devin Bush. Potentially, you know, Miles Jack is still there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, and then, you know what? Pittsburgh goes ahead and signs a middle linebacker by the name of Cole Holcomb uh, to a mm. three year, $18 million deal. He was, he's 26 years old, two years ago. Uh, he put up this stat line, and two years ago we're talking about because last year he was injured and didn't play at all. Uh, 142 tackles. Some of the season. Some of the season. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 142 tackles, two interceptions. One of them was a pick six. One forced fumble and a fumble recovery uh, two years ago in his last year, full year of playing. Uh, so that's great. You know, we addressed the middle linebacker position. We got the backups there. There's four guys on the roster right now. It's a decent thing. It's a decent thing. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then we went ahead and restructured Minka Fitzpatrick. 
you know, got to make sure we have money to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good. absolutely. And then a little more on the thing before we move too far. Yeah, go cool. Um, he was the same draft class as Devin Bush was just a fifth round guy. Uh, at the time of his draft, he was six one and changed two thirty, but he ran a four four eight. Uh, he was the twenty two reps on the bench that I was thinking of. That's where there I got go. that from. There you go. Uh, but his vertical, his broad, everything, highly athletic dude. Uh, any pictures and, and videos you see of him more recently, he's not two thirty anymore. Uh, dude's rocked up. I bet he's probably closer to two forty, two forty five now. Uh, so a guy on the upswing as far as his capabilities. Uh, and I think honestly would have commanded a lot more had he been fully healthy all of last season, but there's people worried about, you know, was he going to be fully available this upcoming season? Uh, looks like this might be a real diamond in the rough. We'll see if we get anything like that, that production was from 2021 in his last fully healthy season. Holy cow. Am I ecstatic about that? Uh, yeah. There's a play out there that he, uh, <laughs> he, he got a run blitz right up the A gap between the center and the guard. If you're not familiar with where the A gap is uh, and he <laughs> came right up there, the running back came up to meet him and he just trucked him just like Vince Williams used to do all the times of those, those running backs when yep. they tried to block him. He just ran him straight over. And this was against the Cowboys. And then he went and got uh, Zeke or not Zeke. He went and got Dak. It got Dak to the ground on the play. got a sack. Well, no uh, one has so, Zeke right now, so uh, that's fine. No, no. no. <laughs> it might have been Zeke because Zeke is known for getting run. <laughs> yep, yep, fair enough. So then, obviously, Pittsburgh restructured. Minka, we talked about that. Pittsburgh tenders zero, James. A big, fat zero <laughs> of their restricted free that. agents. I did not see that coming, my friend. I thought for sure at least James Pierre uh, and then, then maybe uh, the wide receiver. Sims, maybe, yeah, but no, I, yeah, I, I thought one of the two of them for sure, maybe both. No, nope. uh, nobody, nobody, and I think it's because the number's gotten too big. It used to be you slap that little tender on them, and it's like one point seven five or yeah, or something. whatever, you know. It's all the way up to like two point seven five or two point eight or something now. Uh, it's Not just it. too much money. I think that's what's happening is it's too much money, and so teams aren't using it anymore because you can sign the guy for less than that. Uh, so yeah, that it didn't happen. And those guys are all still out there. They're all still available free agents. Uh, so we'll Pittsburgh, see. it doesn't hold the rights to them anymore. They're not restricted free agents because they didn't tender them. They're now unrestricted. Yep. I guess we'll see what happens, James. And you know what? Then Pittsburgh went and released miles. Jack, uh, turns out ja previous Jaguars, middle linebackers just don't do that well at all. Joe Schobert was a no-go miles Jack a no-go. So, you know what? I yep. can understand you now wanting to potentially draft Trenton Simpson in the first round. I get it a little bit more. Uh, wait, no, I don't. Pittsburgh goes ahead and signs middle <laughs> linebacker, a Landon Roberts to a two year, $7 million deal. Uh, Landon Roberts coming off of, I believe his best year in the league. Did I yeah, I didn't see all those numbers from last Go ahead. year, so I can't really speak. I'm going to look it up real oh, quick. What I can tell you is that a Landon Rock translates very much so to like a Vince Williams type, where he's a thumper. Uh, I saw a highlight of him going one on Chubb and just absolutely trucking Nick Chubb. Uh, and Nick Chubb was running the ball on the play. Collision in the hole, he Landon Roberts wins. So uh, a run-stuffing type, and he's 29 years old, and I think that's kind of why that doesn't really change my – mindset as far as how Pittsburgh's going to look at the draft because now you're saying uh the linebacker room we've got newly signed Cole Holcomb probably going to be the, the signal caller he wore the green dot 
uh, with the Commanders, so he's probably going to be the guy there too. Uh, uh, Landon Roberts, an aging middle linebacker who's more of a run stuffer, not really used in pass coverage. Yep. Mark Robinson, who's more of a run stuffer, who's a former seventh-round pick from just last season. And then Tay Crowder? Stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what's left, though. I know. Um, and it was his best year. He's only played in the AFC East his entire career. He was drafted by New England, played for New England, then went to Miami for three years. Coming off of his best year with 107 tackles, uh, four and a half sacks, and that's about it. Nine, uh, nine stuffs, nine uh, tackles for loss, probably. Yeah, that's my guess is what that is. Um, but yeah, four and a half is his by far best career for sacks, and it was his first hundred tackle year in his career, and he did one hundred and seven. So yeah, so good. So again, a guy on the rise, right? We're getting these guys on the rise. Uh, you do worry about a middle linebacker that's twenty nine years old, and what does he have? in the tank especially if he wasn't super highly athletic previous to it um but i think hey this is at least a solid guy that you can go into the season feeling comfortable with those two as starters right yep. uh, we might need another guy for the opposite middle linebacker in passing downs might um might 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 Okay, probably do. <laughs> Listen, okay, so I'm not worried about the middle linebacker position. We got a Landon Roberts. We got, you know, yeah. De Devin Bush is potentially still there. Just kidding. Devin Bush signs a one-year deal with none other than the Seattle Seahawks uh, for $4 million. So good for him. Good for him. I was hoping that that was going to be something that would help us in the compensatory It's formula. not. It's uh, not. But Pittsburgh's not done. We're not there yet. We're not at this last most recent signing quite yet. Why? Because Pittsburgh also sent Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan to the Georgia Pro Day. Interesting. Uh, so that means they were there for the top defensive tackle. They were there for uh, the offensive tackle, who most people have as number one or top three, depending on which site you're looking at again. Uh, so some very high-end talent there in Georgia. Also, um, Nolan Smith, is he an edge rusher? Is he an off-ball linebacker? Yep. Maybe he's in that same category that we're talking about with Trenton Simpson. Very similar build, 6'2", 235. I think they're both right in around there. Did, maybe 238 on Nolan, I think. Maybe. Did Tomlin and Khan – Tomlin and Khan both went to Clemson too, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so they basically sure. went straight from sure. Clemson to uh, to Georgia. To Georgia. Yep. Fair enough. But then Pittsburgh went ahead and signed another offensive lineman, a guard by the name of Isaac Samalu. I thought they were done at the interior. I thought if they are going offensive line, tackle because there's no real depth there there were rumors that pittsburgh was in the market for orlando brown and tried to make a play at him when the Bengals got him uh but here we are a highly productive really skilled guard and now it completely changes what i said earlier about nate herbig and dotson and them battling it out yep. those guys are bench warmers now isaac siamalu is now your starting left guard uh he's played both sides he's played some center too um they're going to start him at left guard. I don't see how it's possible that but, he's not there. So here's what Pittsburgh does, though. Here's what Pittsburgh does is they all a lot of times take in, and I'm not talking about Isaac specifically. A lot of the times yeah. they take in these interior offensive guys and transition them to be more flexible. Or even they've even done this with the exterior outside guys and brought them inside. Um, we've yeah. seen the flexibility of so many guys in our past. Who was it that played guard and tackle not last year, two years ago? Two years ago, mm -hmm. 
it might have even been three years ago now. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't recall. I mean, I remember Chris was, Hubbard played guard and tackle. It was yeah, um, but it was that's what I was thinking of. There was somebody else. It might have been center and guard, which is both interior. But um, yeah, either way, Hassenhauer played both. Hassenhauer, who was probably who I was thinking yeah. of. But either way, don't get me wrong. Like Kevin Dotson had his best year last year. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you just added two guards in free agency that could potentially fight for that starting position, I wouldn't be surprised if during camp, especially and in uh, preseason, they mess around with putting some of these guys at tackle. Let me yeah. clarify. Yeah. I don't think we'll see Isaac at tackle. I don't believe we no. will. No, there's no point in moving him. No. He's 29. He's played his whole career at Garden Center uh, and excelled at that position. I, I think if you're you're looking at any of these guys getting any reps at tackle, yep. maybe it's Kevin Dotson, man. He's got the build and frame for it. He's got the length for it. Uh, he doesn't have any experience you, doing it. You're gonna put, That's the only thing. You have to put him left tackle, right? You're not going to move Chooks. No, no, and I wouldn't probably start him over either guy, to be honest with you. Uh, but if he can prove himself to have some capability as a tackle, now you got a guy that can be backup guard or tackle and maybe higher skilled than what you've had there before. Maybe. Uh, the other thing is, man, maybe they use Kevin Dotson as trade bait on draft day to try to pick up a fifth or sixth round pick that they don't have right now. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, He's we'll got get, a we'll decent get into resume. Those, we'll get into those trade talks here just a little bit, James. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, with do. that being said, the last thing on the list before we talk about this draft we, we did really quickly, uh, the tight end coach was at the Michigan Pro Day, uh, assuming he was there for the tight end group. Just an yeah, assumption. He, he put he put Mr. Shoemaker through the workout himself. So uh, you get to see that sometimes with these guys where a special uh, a lineman coach or whatever is actually the guy that puts the player through the drill. Uh, that did happen. Uh, so that, that definitely says something. And he was not the only one there. There were some other coaches there as well. Yep. Sounds like Pittsburgh met with defensive lineman Mazzy Smith twice uh, while there for it. So uh, that's another name to keep an eye on. Mazzy looks like the kind of guy that could play edge or nose uh, in Pittsburgh's system. Highly athletic, big, strong, great length. Yep. A lot of what you're looking for. So We like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely that's something to, to note, uh, especially Pittsburgh has been known to take some Michigan guys. I mean, shoot, Zach Gentry is a Michigan guy, right? Yeah, so. we may or may not have taken two in this draft we're about to talk about. So let's take a look at it real quick. <laughs> um, I will say this. The last time we said we were specifically not going to do trades, um, this time we did do a trade. It's not the most likely trade I expect to happen, um, nope. but, it, but it did happen, and we're going to roll with it. Um, and I'm mostly looking at names at this point, not the trade. Uh, but we did trade the 17th overall pick to the Buccaneers for the 19th overall pick and two fifth-round picks, one at 153 and one at 175. Um, again, this was just to give us picks back in the fifth round because Pittsburgh, as of right now, doesn't have any in the fifth or sixth. So that was what we did. Uh, and then at pick 19, we went and grabbed Trenton Simpson from Clemson, again, who Pittsburgh just sent the entire staff to nearly and then had him out for dinner as well. Um, In the second round, we picked up Tyreek Stevenson, a cornerback out of Miami, Florida. Uh, Very gifted, very speedy cornerback. Um, So liked that pick. James. Good height and length. Very good height 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 and length. The physical prototype of what they're looking for. James, you want to go over the next two guys? 
Yeah, uh, at pick 49 in the James, you might cut out. You might cut out there for a second. D D line again. Defensive lineman Keanu Benton. Keanu Benton, Wisconsin uh, so, boy. Yeah. Wisconsin. Wisconsin guy. nose tackle and uh, defensive end capable guy. Great length, good size. Uh, he could really probably start day one as the nose tackle if he were the choice. Uh, again, you guys know my opinion as far as Alex Kazora of Steelers Depot. Highly respect his his scouting capabilities and he's really big on Keanu Benton. Uh, so I think that could definitely be something on, on Pittsburgh's radar. Now at round three eighty, uh, we went tight end Luke Shoemaker. Uh, Pittsburgh why. doesn't have a backup tight end right now. Zach Gentry hasn't been re-signed. They haven't gotten anybody else. That doesn't mean that's not going to happen. Uh, but if they continue at this pace, this is somebody that would definitely fit the system. Yep. Way more athletic than what you've got with Zach Gentry. He's more of a Pat Fryermuth type. Not a dominating blocker, but has the right frame, good movement skills, great receiving skills. Uh, I would love to have a second Pat Fryermuth on the team, and I think Shoemaker is a very similar type player. Uh, you want to go ahead with pick? Uh, 120 in the fourth round there, Cody? Yeah, pick 120. We went with Michigan. We thought we might as well go back to the hometown team and keep it in Pennsylvania with Penn State. Safety, Jair Brown. Uh, Jair has a lot of upside as far as coming in as a potential strong safety. Uh, potentially playing, I, I would argue, year two starter if, if Edmonds yeah. doesn't come back. Easy. So oh, Yeah, quite, no doubt about even it. Even if he does come back, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> in 2021, uh, there was a number sealed the game with a an interception at the end mm -hmm. uh so he just has that clutch factor uh look for the penn state pro day this upcoming friday let's see who pittsburgh sends do they send their defensive backs coach if so this is something that they're looking at i i would think they would definitely send them because joey porter and jair brown they should have their eyes on both of them yep hopefully jair has a little better day than he did at the combine because he was only like a four six five or something at the combine Oh, if he can get into the four fives, I think this is somebody you definitely consider. Yeah. Uh, round five, 153, Cody. What do we got here? This is another familiar name, right? Yeah, James. It might as well send the, the offensive line coach with them when they go to Penn State because Juice Scruggs, a local guy from Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, actually, he's from Ohio, but he yeah. played high school football in Erie, Pennsylvania. Juice Scruggs, center out of Penn State. Uh, decent pick here in my opinion. We got a bad grade based on PFF or Pro Football Focus. Big whoops, whatever. We don't care that much. Uh, Juice Scruggs is—he's got a little bit of the nasty we're looking for. He's got the yeah the arm length for sure, yeah, uh, and the size and the strength. He was like twenty nine reps on the bench too. Yeah, I think he would be an excellent option as a long term replacement for Mason Cole. We're not looking to to bench Mason Cole right out of the gate. No, but we can do better. Right. And why not grab a guy that has the physical gifts of what you're looking for? See if you can't mold them into being that center of the future. Yeah. You can always do better. Look at the Buccaneers going out and switching out Tom Brady for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> what a move. What a move. What a move. Uh, James, next pick. We go back to Michigan, yes. James. We did. So Michigan and Penn State just dominating this stretch of our our mock draft uh just like we think ronnie bell would have the capabilities of dominating in the slot absolutely uh, a guy with excellent short area explosiveness his his vertical and broad jump were through the roof uh a strong wide receiver as well with good size yep uh some this is somebody that could help out that room and get you somebody in the slot that could withstand a hit 
uh, and probably bust loose on those tighter coverage kind of guys. Uh, so we wanted to get that wide receiver to add to the depth room. And by making that trade back in the first round, it allotted us a couple extra slots down there to fill some of these depth positions that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Yep. First pick in the seventh round at 234. Uh, we just found a, a height weight guy, right? We yep. needed an offensive tackle. Uh, Richard Gorage. I probably blew that, Richard. Sorry. Gorage. Garage. Garage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's long. RG. Know? RG, what up, yeah. baby? How you doing? Welcome <laughs> R- to Pittsburgh. <laughs> the original, original RG here. Uh, good arm length, good size coming out of Florida. Uh, so this is definitely going to be somebody that would probably be on the radar, I would think. Uh, and the last guy, Cody, you want to cover Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith? Yeah, Terrell Smith, cornerback out of Minnesota. You're like, hang on a second, you guys got a cornerback earlier. Correct. Our cornerback room yes. is none of them are on long-term deals, and majority of them are aging. Uh, yeah. e- even the new guy, Patrick Peterson, is aging, and we signed him to a fairly yeah. long deal. 32, almost 33. Yeah. So uh, Terrell Smith, round seven, pick 241 out of Minnesota, quick guy, uh, had some decent numbers and decent strength. Again, what Pittsburgh wants to look for. He's not going to get beat too easily off the line of scrimmage and is quick enough in the short area to to develop a zone protection as well or a decent zone coverage. So that was our draft. We will post this to our Facebook uh, later on today at some point. I'm going to make a little graphic up, and we want you guys to go on Pro Football Focus as well. Do your draft. Share them in the comments. We want to see what you guys are doing in these comments. We want to see it. James is also going to remind you guys to do something else. Yes. Also, shout out to Nick Pretzel. Last week, he got involved in the comment section, posted a couple of his. We're not playing around when we say, hey, if you post yours, we're going to talk about you on our, our next episode. Uh, Nick, really appreciate your involvement in last week's the, show and in the comments I will section. say this. I will say this as a preventative. Uh, if you trade... For every first round pick, we will not talk about that on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We've, you're not. I've seen it. some of those on being posted. It's just not worth yeah. us wasting our time to talk about it. Yeah, but because um, these have the option for forced trade, where you can just force stuff and make it happen. Yeah. So, so we look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. We look forward to seeing your guys' draft as well. Thank you guys so much for listening and liking. Uh, be sure to follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.